Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of It's Zeitney, Bitch. Uh, that is courtesy of, I think, just DJ Daniel. Yeah. Uh, it's got Brittany Brit- on the brain. Got Brittany on the brain. Mm-hmm. Brittany. Uh, yeah, I'm Jack. That's Miles. Yeah. Here's what's trending. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk some Brittany on tomorrow's episode. Uh, as of right now, Joss Whedon is trending. Uh, Charisma Carpenter, one of the actresses uh, who has worked with him for years, uh, came out in support of Ray Fisher, who's an actor who said that uh, Joss Whedon created a pretty toxic environment on the set of Justice League. Uh, she was just kind of seconding that, backing that, saying, uh, so some of the quotes, Joss, Joss has a history of being casually cruel. He has created hostile and toxic work environments since his early career. Uh, she, uh, cited ongoing passive aggressive threats to fire me, callously calling me fat to colleagues when I was four months pregnant. Uh, called me in for a sit-down meeting to interrogate and berate me regarding a rosary tattoo I got. When he found out uh, she was pregnant, he brought her into a closed-door meeting and asked her if she was going to keep it. Uh, And at six months pregnant, uh, her doctor asked her to, you know, sh- shorten her work hours, and instead he asked her to come in and work at and work at one a.m. Uh, so like sort of resent resentful that she would uh, have the audacity to yeah get a lot of the you know Buffy co-stars are coming out with you know not not definitely not protecting Joss Whedon Sarah Michelle Gellar essentially she said quote while I'm proud to have my name associated with Buffy Summers I don't want to be forever associated with the name Joss Whedon I'm more focused on raising my family and surviving a pandemic currently, so I will not be making any further statements at this time, but I stand with all survivors of abuse and I'm proud for them, proud of them for speaking out. And then Michelle Trachtenberg, who is also on Buffy, said, thank you, Sarah Michelle Geller, for saying this. I am brave enough now as a 35-year-old woman to repost this because this must be known as a teenager with his not appropriate behavior. Damn. So, yeah, that's... uh. <laughs> It doesn't see it seems like not a controversial statement to actually be calling out this kind of toxic behavior and shit on that set. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Chris Harrison is also trending. Another uh, toxic Just sick white bro, dude. Sick, sick bro, bro who's given That's us the sick ass fucking tent, dude. Sick yeah. tent content. The bachelor bachelorette host of the bachelor host of the Ugh. bachelorette and just and- a. <laughs> just an, touch, an, another example closet of, racist. <laughs> yeah closet or the guy who doesn't know how to say the bad words out loud so he just does in this like really complicated way of defending racism right um but so you know this whole thing of one of the contestants on the bachelor now rachel kirkconnell who she you know she went to an antebellum plantation themed frat party in college back in 2018 and chris harrison spoke with Rachel Lindsay, who is the uh, the first black bachelorette um, to talk about this. Like that's, that's a bad look, huh? For her. And dude, Chris Harrison, I don't know why they let this air because he said pretty much the exact opposite of what you want to say when you're being asked for your take on someone's unacceptable, like uh, participation in an offensive party. Uh, one with, Wow, severe racist undertones. Yeah, and also like 
part of a ongoing pattern where like her family has like parties where they all dress up as Native Americans and just like oh, generally. Right, yeah, okay. yeah. Just like she has Come a on, a pattern of being uh racist. Yeah, racist. <laughs> so I, we'll just play this one because we were trying like super producer and Jose, Jose was like, yo, you gotta listen to the clip. And we were screaming within the first three seconds because this man could not, he didn't understand the severity of what's happening and what he actually needs to be saying as like the face of the show. And I'll just play this part. It gets to a point where they start debating what it means to go to an antebellum plantation party in the year of our God, 2018. Um, and, you know, it was so long ago. From 2018 at an old South antebellum party. So I think, you know, it's, it's when not, you hold that under the lens, look. it's not a good look. No, it's not a good. Well, Rachel, is it a good look in 2018 or is it not a good look in 2021? It's because not a, a big good difference. look ever because you're she's celebrating well, the old South. She's cel if I went to that party, what would I represent I, at that party? I don't I don't disagree with you. You're you're 100 percent right in 2021. That was not the case in oh, 2018. Again, I'm not defending Rachel. I just know that I am not defending Rachel. I'm just defending racism. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Uh, twenty. I mean, look, was that a hot take in 2018? Motherfucker, Charlottesville was in 2017. So you were still looking at that shit? You didn't, what were you, what were you? She let's get his take know. on that. No, it was 2018. It was oh, different come time. come on. Black lives didn't matter till this summer, Rachel. And now you're asking to retroactively know what was good. And I mean, <laughs> sure, fire up your DeLorean, Doc Brown, and let's go save her from this post. But I don't I'm think sorry, we do you can. Have, do you have access to time travel? Because otherwise, uh, I don't know how you are going to say what was right and wrong in 2018. What Thank is, you. I don't understand these. I mean, I mean, I and do. Just, just no understanding, no idea of how white supremacy is still so pervasive, and the the like the most aggressive forms of it are still celebrated today. And the just confidence and like, I'm just being reasonable here. Is it Rachel? He, I mean, remember he, he started off. He's like, I don't like this whole, you know, he went on the cancel culture journey to begin. Like, I was like, right. this whole judge jury execution thing. Like, oh, you, 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 you do a lot of racist stuff in photos. And like, now you're like labeled or like bad. Per it's just like, <laughs> when does it stop? You know, last I checked, there were no slaves anymore. So. Ugh. I'm like, that's feel like that's like the momentum uh, of that, like that defense or like that line of defense goes. So pff, funny, yes. funny, but also not surprising. Like Replace Matt is such a that dude. fucking <laughs> wacky bachelor. This yeah. So what is going on with the bachelor? You're watching it, right? <laughs> I haven't watched since last week when they were uh, uh, trying to shame this woman for the possibility of being a sex worker. And I was like, this is so fucking toxic, but that's why I watch the trash. Um, but for him, he, he's just he's just mad corny. I mean, I when I was on Will You Accept This Rose, the Bachelorette podcast that Anna does um uh, with Arden, like it was just funny to me that the the first black man that they have as the bachelor is also technically a white Christian conservative man because he's biracial. And mm -hmm. all the elements that they're like highlighting are the things that would appeal to like close minded um conservative like white audiences of like he's you know, he's he goes to church. He prays. He's a Republican. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, he's a Republican. Wow. Um, I mean, but yeah, that's what you got. But I'm, I'm like, when you look at that, audience, that's like the one thing you have to do. 
of like right. to be able to get the bachelor nation to like stomach it, which I think right. it's more of a reflection of the network and many other things, society at large, if you will. But ABC. Yeah, we, we we were just talking about Diane Sawyer primetime interview with Britney Spears. ABC is cool. Shout out to them. Um, all right, let's talk about uh the. Aunt Jemima uh, pancake <laughs> brand has been rebranded uh, after a prolonged process uh, where we were like, wait, what? what's happening? What? Are, yeah. what how, how is this taking you so long? Well, it was because, Miles, they were coming up with the perfect name. Right. In a process that it, it wasn't just, okay, Aunt Jemima bad, any other name will do because it just can't be this. But as they say... Throughout the effort that led to this new name, Quaker worked with consumers, employees, external cultural and subject matter experts, and diverse agency partners to gather broad perspectives and ensure that the new brand was developed with inclusivity in mind. Oh. Presenting the new Pearl Milling Company Pancake Mix. Pearl, Pearl Milling Company? Milling Company. Oh, that, that just rolls off the tongue. And I love that a pancake mix that evokes the texture of ground up rocks in <laughs> What? That is the. Yeah. I mean, it's bad. It's better it's than like, what was there, but that is wild. Like, that just, it, it's almost like they're. It's, it's too much. Doing the thing where, like, a, a five year old would, where, oh, what do you want me to call it then? Pearl Milling Company? Like something right. shitty? Oh, because like, if it's an aunt or something, then it's racist. Or if it's right. a made-up slave caricature that we have on, oh, fine. Uh, How about pancake mix? Is that good enough for you? Uh, um, But yeah, it's, it's, I guess, named after, like, the original, uh, like, company that the Aunt Jemima brand became. So... It looks like shit. Uh, the name is shit. Uh, and yeah. yeah. And just make your I own. Know. Make your yeah, own. You got a little vanilla extract? Fucking go off. You got Throw, it. Put a little yogurt in there. You ever do that shit? Uh-oh. Let's talk about a little good news, Miles. Yeah. Uh, High Sea Orange is trending because High Sea Orange is back at McDonald's, baby. I, I have yes. never... I'm, I'm not saying I'm like really excited because I'm not, but I would be lying <laughs> if I didn't get slightly excited when I've read those words because I used to not be able to drink soda. Like my mom would not let me have soda. If right. I got the treat of McDonald's, let alone the immigrant at home version I was subjected to, which was had too much soy sauce, mom. I mean, I love you and I love the Japanese hamburger style, but it's not McDonald's. And mm. so high sea orange has a very, it's a close part of like who I am. So to see yeah. that available again, because I don't always, I can't be drinking gigantic sodas. Like if you know you're you're driving somewhere, you need to grab food real quick. So I like it. I like my I like my high fructose corn syrup non carbonated. Yeah, no, it's uh, it is one of the more sugary uh beverages in in existence. Yeah, it's just I like that it's it's so sugary that it's almost a little spicy. There's like a little tingle in the back of your throat. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. that's. And sometimes that they'll give you like a dose with like extra syrup a little bit, and that's uh, I probably shouldn't think of my beverages as doses, but uh, <laughs> that's they they used to uh, do that with Coke. You could get a Coca Cola Classic with like double syrup, 
and uh that was oh. back when cocaine was in it but people really got uh really got into that right um, back in my day when i was in high school in the late 1800s um let's talk about uh mark cuban uh you know what we need billionaires to be our thought leaders uh but this billionaire uh ha- had a good idea i mean he's just good idea yeah apparently so it wasn't until a few days ago people noticed that the at the Mavericks games from the preseason to the regular season that national anthem wasn't played at the beginning right. of the game. Huh. And but how did uh, they play basketball if they weren't inspired to uh, honor the great nation by the great slave anthem with the with the so many <laughs> verses taken out because they're so fucking disgusting that we're trying to pretend that's also not yeah. in our national anthem. How um, how, how can you yeah. play basketball? I don't know. They did somehow with despite not giving the breath offering to the Yankee God of Uncle <laughs> Sam, uh, they were able to do it. But yeah, he was just sort of saying like, look, I get it. People are passionate about the anthem. He's like, but I'm also wanting to hear the people who hear the anthem and feel like it's not really representing how what the country they want to be in or a country that is treating them with dignity or respect. So yeah. I just I would like to do that because even if we don't play it, Maybe that will give some people the space to consider why someone might not want to hear it versus having people kneel or whatever. So caused a huge controversy, obviously. Uh, and then like what started off was basically saying the NBA didn't have regulations like it, game day operations was up to the club because, right. you know, better than to cross America, buddy. Um, <laughs> and then now they had to like make it a full on regulation um, to be like, right. no, 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 it's built in now. Like you're not getting away with it. Cool. Very cool yeah. NBA. Very cool. I feel like uh, Silver is having a bad, bad run, bad couple well, every, years. There. Every fucking sports league is right yeah. now. And like, the, yeah. I, I can't believe the greed on display. Like, that even baffles the players themselves. You right. know, like, LeBron's really? like, you're going to pull a all-star game? switch on an all star game? Like, it's is that this? important to you? And, and like, and even for like me supporting Arsenal on the other side, like, with all the like, play internationally between like we're playing a team from portugal in like this international league but like we're trying to scam like some person on 90 day fiance on like countries that we can both play in that don't require quarantine so we can go back to our respective countries to continue our leagues and it's just so our home ground isn't even england we're going to we're going to greece to to be as like a fill-in for our home ground so it's just like everyone's just like bro this is so stupid like now it's like, and people are getting, it's like, there's more risk involved. Yeah. So anyway, Mark Cuban, he's back on the, on the anthem though. And he's, uh, he'll, he'll, he'll abide, I guess. That's it's all, always that's interesting when the anthem stuff happens. We're, we're talking, uh, in a upcoming special episode of Zeitgeist, uh, about Mahmoud Abdul Raouf's anthem protest and how nobody noticed that for like, dozen games right. and in this case nobody even noticed the anthem wasn't being played at all for right. uh the first half you. of the season goes to show you do we need it uh it's yeah weird. very much so it's uh, so weird i hate i remember i that's like the dumbest part about going to sports thing and i would sometimes if i'm pissed i wouldn't get up not right. taking my hat off i'm like man fuck this like this is just i'm like you're like yeah, you should stand i'm like did you pay to see me stand up for the national yeah. anthem or did you fuck pay off. too much money to watch to kwame brown throw our money away <laughs> <laughs> All right. fuck man shout out to kwame brown <laughs> um all right that is gonna do it 
for uh, this afternoon. We are back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show. Until then, stay inside, wash your hands, don't do nothing about white supremacy. We'll talk to you all then. Bye.